Hello, I'm Jackie Mangavin, and this is Love Life with Jax, a podcast about living a wholehearted life, about freeing your naked soul and connecting to the world in love. To make sure you don't miss an episode, you can subscribe on JackieMangavin.com, iTunes, or the Podbean app. Stay tuned for episode nine, where we talk about how fear is a limiting barrier to love. Welcome to episode nine of a podcast where I share my story of growing in intimacy with God as we go on a journey of stripping off the suffocating layers of self-preservation, learning to live exquisitely, nakedly alive to life, and learning to love without reservation. We're busy chatting through the book of a song of songs. It's an allegory of love about Jesus and us using an analogy of a groom and his bride. And really, we're studying this book because I truly believe that our lives are all about love. Everything that matters in our life is linked back to love. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that if we have achieved great things and had incredible gifts and skills, and yet we haven't done these things for love, for the sake of of love that really at the end of the day they count for nothing. If you were with us, I think it was all the way back in episode one when we began this podcast, we spoke about how after we've been gone for a while, our essence, our contribution to this world and to the people around us will really be distilled down to only a few words. That one day somebody will remember me as, remember Jackie, she was so And what is it that they'll say when they remember me, when they remember you? What will it be distilled down to? Just a handful of words that will describe the contribution that we made to their lives and to the world around us. So in this song, we're going on a journey of love and there's different layers that the bride goes through as the groom pursues her. And so we're following her journey and whether you are male or female, this is a journey, although we are likened to the bride, it is about Jesus loving us. So we're at the place in the story where she has already received his love. She's already accepted it as true. To start off with, she wasn't so sure. She didn't think she was worth it. He pursued her and helped her to believe in his love. She took moments out of her day to find him, to seek him out. And in our last episode, she got to the point where he was saying over her, you are beauty itself to me. That God says of us that we are his very standard of beauty, his measure. We cannot be less than good enough because we are his measure. We are the standard by which he defines beauty. And she accepts it, miracle upon miracles. She agrees and she says, I am truly his rose. I'm the very theme of his song. And so she's believing his words. She's allowing his words to define her, which really is incredible part of this journey. And she gets to this part where she says, I'm longing for more. I want more intimacy. I want uh, more depth to my relationship with my lover. And she says, but yet, how could I take more? And we finished off there last time we spoke and she hadn't yet entered the excruciating part of this love journey. And yet she's asking for love. And that's where we're going to pick up from this week. We're in chapter two of Song of Songs and she has asked for more intimacy intimacy from her lover. And there's this moment where she hears him coming to her. And she says this from verse eight. 
Listen, I hear my lover's voice. I know it's him coming to me, leaping with joy over the mountains, skipping in love over the hills that separate us to come to me. And she describes him as strong and graceful. And she says, now he comes closer, even to the place where I hide. He gazes into my soul, peering through the portal into my heart. And he speaks to her as he looks deep into her soul, deep into her heart. He says to her, arise, my dear. Hurry, my darling, come away with me. I have come, as you've asked, to draw you to my heart and lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. The season has changed. There's this moment where I don't know if you find yourself in a similar position where you want more intimacy with God. You want even perhaps more intimacy with the people around you. You've asked for a deeper relationship. And there's this moment where it's been accepted. God is coming to you and he's saying, I've come as you've asked. I've come to draw you out, but you're going to have to come out of hiding. He says, the season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended and the season of hiding is over and gone. If you've been in a season of anonymity, a season of hiding, a season of not letting yourself be truly known, then there's this moment where he calls you out, where he says, you want more, you want more intimacy. It's going to take a risk. It's going to take a risk of being exposed. And now we come to the this point where we ask ourselves the question, will the bride, or in this case, it's the bride, but for us, it's it's us. Will we risk exposure to our soul for the sake of following after the one that's inviting us into deeper intimacy? And he invites her even further and he explains to her and he helps her to see the signs around her. He says, can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. Oh, when I read that, just the early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth, I had to stop and wonder how few of us or how many of us are ready at the first invitation for more intimacy. How many of us will take that first invitation where he said, can't you see the signs around you? You've asked for more intimacy. You want to know me more. God would say to you, how many of us would accept that invitation right in the beginning to go into a greater depth? He says this to her, there's change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place, for now is the time to arise and come away with me. This time right now, even as you're listening to this podcast, tells me that this is a time where you're looking for increased intimacy. And God wants to, he wants to respond to that desire in your heart. That desire is put there by him, and he wants you to go into a level of greater intimacy with him. This is not something that you have to wait for. This is something that he wants for you. But you're going to have to accept the invitation. And he carries on and warns her. And he says, let's start a few verses earlier. He says, let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. He loves your desire. And he carries on. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship for they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. 
We'll chat in a minute about what some of those troubling foxes may be. But just for now, to take note that she's asked for intimacy and he's responded with a yes, we can have greater intimacy. But yet he has warned her that there are things in her life, in her garden, in her soul that she's going to have to take care of in order to have that relationship bud into a vineyard of love. And then she speaks back to him and her response is so sad. She starts off and says, I know my lover is mine and I have everything in you for we delight ourselves in each other, but... Oh, that that word in scripture is either a word that changes complete darkness into complete light, or in this case, changes an incredible opportunity into a lost opportunity. I know my lover is mine and I have everything in you, for we delight ourselves in each other, but... But until the day springs to life and the shifting shadows of fear disappear, turn around, my lover, and ascend to the holy mountains of separation without me. Until the new day fully dawns, run on ahead like the graceful gazelle and skip like the young stag over the mountains of separation. Go on ahead to the mountain of spices. I'll come away another time. And so we see that although she's asked for the intimacy, although he has responded with saying that the time is ripe for intimacy, it's a good time for her, yet he has warned her of the foxes and she has responded to her fear instead of to the invitation. I'm going to interject here to tell you a little story. A number of years ago, Richard and I were leading a church on the southern coast of KZN in South Africa, and we had the experience of digging a borehole. So a borehole is a very expensive thing to dig. It's a a hole for water, obviously, and we set a budget of how deep we would be willing to dig. Each meter costs an exorbitant amount of money, and we decided we would be willing to dig a borehole to the depth of 130 meters. This borehole was for our church and our ministry, which was a school. And so the guys came in with their massive big drills to to drill into the earth, and they drilled down 100 meters, uh, and they hadn't struck any water at all, and they kept going. When they got to about 100 117 meters, they struck a water that came out at a rate that was acceptable. It was acceptable, not quite sufficient for all our needs in the school and with the church ministry, but sufficient to be an acceptable rate. But we decided to keep going, that we wanted to keep drilling to the depth that we had decided, to the fullness that we could afford. And so we said to the guys, keep going a little bit further. And so they drilled a bit further and the rate wasn't changing. After another five meters or 10 meters, they phoned Rich again and said, what do you want us to do? The rate has remained the same. Shall we keep going further all the way to 130 or would you like us to stop now? And Richard said, no, keep going. And so they kept going. When they had 129 meters, they hit a massive fountain of water that burst right up everything they dug, right up 100 meters into the sky and sent the drill bit flying all the way up into the sky. And it came out at the most incredible rate. The guys could not believe the purity of the water and the rate at which it was flowing every minute. It was more than sufficient for all of our needs, for the school, for the church. It was beyond our wildest dreams. 
I tell you the story because when we are digging deeper in our depths of intimacy in our relationships, there are many similarities. Every layer that we go deeper in intimacy costs us. It's painful often. And we have to decide at each layer that we reach, at each level of intimacy that we reach, whether we want to go deeper or whether we want to stop and be satisfied with what we have. And you just never know what rate of flow, to use the water example, what level of joy and intimacy you're going to get if you keep digging a little deeper. I know that has been the case for me and Richard in our relationship. When, As we've dug deeper, as we have pushed into a relationship of intimacy with each other, there have been seasons where it hasn't really been fruitful. Our digging, our painfully exposing our souls to one another hasn't resulted in that much flow of fountain joy, so to speak. And yet there have been other moments where all of a sudden we've just reached a layer and there has been a joy that has rushed out like a fountain. You may remember that throughout the book of Song of Songs, there is a quote that is repeated again and again, and it says, do not awaken love until it's time. We often use that quote to say to young men and women in relationships who are not ready to get married, be careful, because once you start down the road of intimacy, it's very hard to stop. And so we use that as a warning. And I think that it's important to realize that there is no such thing as good stagnancy in relationships. In the case of the borehole, as we kept digging, if we decided to stop before we hit water, it wasn't a case of then maintaining the hole that we dug. It wasn't a a case of either we maintain it or we progress. I think on the contrary, when it comes to relationships, it's either a case of forwards or backwards. It's not forwards or stay the same, it's forwards or backwards. And that is the reason why we warn young people or those people who are not ready to step further into a marriage relationship, not to awaken love before it's time. Because either you're going to go forwards where you didn't want to go and you weren't ready to go, or you're going to end up losing the relationship that you loved and that you cherished if you started too early. And this is key with our relationship, with any relationships, but particularly our relationship with God. Love is a flowing thing. It's like a river that's constantly boring deeper and deeper, wider and wider. It's constantly making a path for itself. And so for this reason, love is either going deeper, it's either carving deeper into our hearts. We either are growing in intimacy with God, we're opening more and more of our soul to Him, or otherwise it's shrinking. It doesn't just stay still. There is no such thing as good stagnancy in relationships. And so this is where our bride of Song of Songs finds herself. She's unable to go forward with her groom. She's unable to follow him into the intimacy that she so desperately desired. And so she realizes that he's going to have to go on without her, that he's going to have to step away from her for a while to the holy mountains of separation without me, she says. And she says, I will come away another time. And we have to ask ourselves, what is she afraid of? What are the shifting shadows of fear that she's waiting? to disappear. What is she so afraid of with intimacy with him? She knows that he loves her and she loves him back and she's accepted his love. I wonder if she's afraid of parts of herself that not even she has uncovered yet. She's possibly afraid that there are things about her that she doesn't know and she doesn't want to know. Maybe she's afraid that once it's all hanging out, she might have to assess who she truly is 
and find that she doesn't have the value that she hoped for, that she doesn't have the worth that she wants to have. And so we have to ask ourselves as well, what are the fears that we might have for intimacy? Today, I've got two main takeaways for you. And the first is just to identify the fear barrier. Identify that when it comes to intimacy, even though you may want it, even though you may be asking for it, there still comes this moment, there comes many moments where we come across a layer of hard rock, so to speak, to use the drilling analogy, that there's this layer of hard rock and we have to decide, do we stop? Do we quit and let our relationship slide backwards? Or are we going to keep digging through? What is the fear barrier? Ask yourself in the next few days, what is it that I'm afraid of to go deeper with God? Am I afraid of not being enough? Am I afraid of learning things about myself that perhaps I have been consciously or even unconsciously ignoring? Am I afraid of confronting opinions about myself that maybe others have had that have formed the unseen structures upon which I hang my own identity? These are big questions that we need to ask ourselves to try and realize the fear barrier and make the decision, as Richard had to do on that phone call, are we going to keep drilling deeper or are we going to quit? And we don't want to be caught out at that time. And then the second big takeaway, as he has said before this moment, identify the foxes and get rid of them. What are those little foxes that might prevent you at that moment when you have to make the decision, when the phone call is made, so to speak? What are the little foxes that may distract you from being ready? Are there sins in your life? Are there things that you have chosen to hang on to over and above intimacy with God? Or are there just distractions that have prevented you from looking into what you are afraid of, of really looking into your heart and deciding whether or not you would be ready for greater intimacy? Perhaps there's things in your life that are causing so much distraction that you just don't have time for the intimacy. And when you get to those moments, even those five-minute pauses, if you have been doing that that we spoke about a couple of episodes ago, that you get to those five-minute pauses and you're just unable to give up everyone and everything to God because you're hanging on to those little foxes and are unable to just push them outside of the garden of your soul, so to speak, so that you can find intimacy with Him in that place. And so we end off with those two takeaways. Look inside and ask yourself, what are my fear barriers that might prevent me from going further in intimacy with God? And what are the little foxes, either chosen sins or even distractions that are keeping me from being ready when he answers my call, my desire for greater intimacy? Thank you for joining me on Love Life with Jax, where we learn to live into our created purpose of receiving and giving the love of God. This podcast is my way of sharing the love of God with others, so I would love it if you shared this with your world. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or the Podbean app. And while we're spreading the love, maybe you can even give me a five-star review on iTunes. Proverbs says, Wisdom is a deep well of understanding opened up within you as a fountain of life for others. My hope and prayer is that today you have found something here to refresh your soul. Thank you for listening to Love Life with Jax. And until next time, live a life of love.